Drinks. Hey everyone, welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. This is Betsy Stover. Welcome. I am here in my house. I don't know why. <laughs> Let's start over. Oh no, my god. Keep it. Keep rolling. Coming at you live from our house. Oh boy. Roll with the real energy of the moment. I am with my husband, my my co-host for life, Ari Vukitis. <laughs> Hello. 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 So I just oh, that was the uh unmistakable sound of stepping on, on and crushing uh, a uh, Cheerio. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Fucking Cheerios. You're like, <laughs> what? A, uh. It's like, you know that there's just this powdery uh, ring of nonsense on your floor the moment you hear that unmistakable sound. Yeah, but then when we go to bed, then the robot vacuum is to play Pac-Man, and it's awesome. Yeah, well, look around here. Yeah. Uh, I would love to run that robot vacuum cleaner, but we can't because this packet of silverware from Panda Express is on the floor, and oh. that giant kazoo, and that Clifford book, and those <laughs> pencils, and this lid that goes to a Tupperware. What, what about that inflatable T-Rex Halloween costume from Halloween? <laughs> oh, the one that's been in our dining room since Halloween? Yeah, I suppose that's there too. So I suppose it's, there are a few things over yeah, there. It's, yeah. It, look at that. It can't even back out because there's so much debris and nonsense all around it. A couple pieces of paper, what appears to be some kind of cardboard robot sculpture that one of our kids made. There's a... Some Qbert looking cup. suction cup toy. Thing. It's not debris. It's no, these the are items. Debris of our lives. Debris of our lives. Debris of our lives. Hi, and welcome to Debris of Our Lives. <laughs> <laughs> the boringest soap opera ever. Oh, I was thinking the alternate working title for this podcast. But also, the voice I am using does connote the boringest soap opera ever. I thought it was like days of our lives. Yeah. It was debris of our lives. I like the boringest soap opera ever where it's all just stable relationships. <laughs> Mindy was thinking of cheating on Rick, but she got over it. They talked it out. After all, she had to go get the kids from school and who has time or energy for an affair? <laughs> Uh, Ari and I share three uh, lovely children. They are all boys. We have a six-year-old, a nine-year-old, and an 11-year-old. And no time for an affair. And no time for an affair. Oh, God bless. God bless these people who have other families. Right? And uh, how do you even afford the family you have? I don't understand. <laughs> so I've got a secret family in Albuquerque. How, what the, how the, what the fuck? <laughs> Who has the time? I got a family everyone energy. knows about and I'm barely getting by. <laughs> Me too. You're doing two Christmas, you know what? Hats off to you dads out there that have a secret second family. <laughs> you, we salute you. A, you salute <laughs> the unsung heroes of parenting. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Making Christmas happen twice. twice. Oh, let's the, be honest. Those dads are not making Christmas. No, I suppose. But the, the focus and energy it takes to deceive two women at the same time. Those poor women who are in a plural marriage and don't know it. They have none of the benefits of a plural marriage. No. And all the downside. Because they don't have like a sister wife helping them out. That's fair. Nevertheless, you know what? So also, we salute you, moms, who whose are husbands in a plural who are in a plural marriage, marriage they don't, don't know, know about it. Yeah. Yep. We salute you, bigamist. This one's for you. Yeah. <sighs> Today we went to a museum. We did. Which was fun. It was. There was a lot of fighting in the car Oh my God, so much way. fighting in the car on the way. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was fucking about. It's never about anything. It's never about anything. It's about, it's it's fighting about fighting about fighting. Because it's all so-and-so did this thing to me mm -hmm. this other time. And so then I uh, really overreacted and did this and other violent thing. And what choice did I have except but to... Punch him in the face. Punch him in the face and then not let this drop for ten minutes. <laughs> uh, I mean, so meanwhile, then I've got to make all these, like... Semi-preposterous shadow threats, threats right? Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, it'd be a shame if something happened to the chips. I promise you. That's exactly. You. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
So I so the way so okay so we decided to go to this museum. There's a Getty Museum in LA. It's one of our our favorite museums, and the museum itself is free. But then by the time you've paid for parking oh and food, oh my god, the food, that food was so expensive. It's really good, but it's super expensive. I didn't want to know how much a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich three dollars fifty cents. No, no, no. Oh. Plus a charcuterie, charcuterie. $23.50. P.S. I kept saying charcuterie. Oh, it's so funny. You so got in your head about it. And I did because the woman was acting like she didn't know what I was saying, even though it was one of the things on the menu. But it's not because she's from Paris and you weren't pronouncing charcuterie correctly. I I think think she also didn't know the word. fucking with me. Do you think so? Well, she works there. People have to to say charcuterie all the time. What what would they be saying? Is it not charcuterie? It's charcuterie. I don't think it's charcuterie. No, now it's charcuterie sounds like a drag queen name. Charcuterie (laughs) is a drag name. Oh my God. Someone become a drag queen. Make that your name. Charcuterie. Yep, serving all the meats. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) And no nuts. But also, strangely, no fish. No, that's true. No, if there's fish in your charcuterie plate, someone at uh, someone's fucked it up. Yeah, that's a messed up yeah. charcuterie. Ha, charcuterie. <laughs> uh, I know, right? Oh, so good. Uh, anyway. So we went to the, the museum. and Oh, yeah. So I announced in the morning to the kids. I was like, we're going to go to the Getty Museum, which is a great museum. We yeah, love it. it's beautiful. And you're like outdoors a lot of the time in that very California way that that we all saw. Like when I was when I was a kid, I, I'm sure most of us had this experience. You would watch shows like 90210 and stuff where people would be in school or like movies where their school would be like half inside, half outside, like their lockers were outside. Right. Growing up in Minnesota, I was like, what the fuck oh, is happening? But it's a museum that's like that. It's like half inside, half outside. Like all the art is inside, but then everything else is very like. Yeah. It's well, a lot of the kind of all these pavilions art outside and, and yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, so in the morning when I was like, we're going to the museum and I got the sort of predictable. I was like, oh, come on. Uh, I'd rather die. I'd rather kill myself than go oh. to a museum. So anyway. Or just leave the house in general. So I, I worked I worked the worked the ropes. Uh, you know, the uh, the nine year old who's really into art really quickly came on board. Uh, and the 11 year old uh, was bribed with a bag of chips <laughs> Uh, literally, he was like, "All right, I tell you what, I'll have a good, I'll have a good attitude if you get me some chips when we get there." I was like, "Okay, so what a racket, great, oh yeah." I mean, it's worth it, but also, what a racket! But it's fun, yeah, I know, I know. It's all, it's like it's a, you know, so when the CIA pays a dictator to just leave, and you're like, "Ah, we shouldn't do that," but you know, <laughs> hey, we, we solved it without bloodshed. Um, and then you know, six year old got on board. Has the CIA been paying dictators to leave? They should. But do they? I don't know if they do. It seems like it would. You would make a lot more money if you were just to stay a dictator, right? Well, yeah. How much money is the CIA giving you that you'd be like, you know what? I guess I won't be the boss of a whole country and do everything I want all the time. No, it's not just that. It's not out of nowhere. It's with the implied threat of otherwise there's going to be a we're going to have a revolution happen and (laughs) and we'll murder you. Right, like with Panama Noriega. I think that was floated for a while. They were like, we could just pay him to go away. Interesting. Anyway, this has been history time with Ari and Betsy. Okay, um, so we we got there and we sort of de facto split up uh, because right. Ajax wanted to be there and Rex is eleven, so he's kind of like kind of over it, and you know, and art then, and culture, like, right? And then Odie's six, and it's it's a little young for an art museum. Uh, yeah, and it has like a lot of old art. It's nothing. It's not like a lot of like fun, new, modern anything. It's a lot of like old. Yeah, but it's really, I don't like, know, I thought a lot of it was really It's cool. like Jesus and and uh, Mary and... I think Jesus and Mary are really cool, Betsy. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot you have a friend, uh, a cool friend named Jesus right. and his cool mom 
Mary. Yep. They live uh, in my heart. That live in your heart, and you want to tell me all about them. If you don't mind, that's why I bought all these pizzas. Wow. <laughs> Ari is referring to the I... many pizza parties that uh, that uh, the many that that a lot of us were uh, lured into uh, uh, un- unwittingly thinking we were going to a pizza party. <laughs> Turned out. Uh, a... A church recruitment party. Church recruitment party. Yeah. Yeah. And as someone whose dad is a Lutheran minister, I could always smell those recruitment parties coming a mile away. Just, oh, we just get together. Me and I'm just extra super friendly in a weird way. And I'm really positive and really PG rated as a 18 to 20 year old woman. Oh, hey, you know uh, who else like pepperoni? Yeah. Uh, a cool friend of mine. Come to the <laughs> you gotta meet him. Come to the pizza party and I'll tell you all about him. And I was always like, no, thank you. I love free food, but I shan't be there. Thank you. Anyway. Anyway, so I, so I had, at some point, it was, I was like, you know, you go, go ahead, you and Ajax go, and I'll sort of hang out with these two, like the, the two just wildcats. Uh, but they were fine. They were honestly behaving. They were just grousing and what have you. And then at some point, uh, oh, but actually before that, so every room that I went into in this museum uh, the elderly security guard oh. just hose right onto you and just Jesus. follows you around. It was like being a 13-year-old girl in a Claire's boutique, uh, and there was like <laughs> a security guard who was just like, uh, can I help you, miss? Like, right. That's how we were in the museum today. Like, we clearly, like, you know, it, we profile in a museum as like, oh, these are, this is where the trouble's going to come from, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, they've got three boys. Oh, they're kind of hyper and running around. They're real loud. Every single room I went into, a guard came up to me yep. and like whispered a new rule. <laughs> so, so the first one was no running. It was like no running. No running. In the it was museum. like make sure that no one like gets close to the. Oh, uh, right. Don't paintings. get too close. Yep. <laughs> and then. Because um, they know not to touch it. Right. But they do get too close. And then there was a. Okay. And, and it's fair to expect them to yes. not run in a museum. I get that. But then they go. Works of uh, art. Okay. You've got you to gotta put your backpack on the front. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Like, all right. That is a rule. Make each other. You can put your hat inside out. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Every single room. Uh, Every time you come in, you should never show your back to the art. <laughs> Always show your front. Otherwise, it's rude. Sir, put a bird on your shoulder. <laughs> Left shoulder if you're gay. That's right. how we're going to identify right. each other. Like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> oh my God. That always never did not befuddle me. Uh, uh, it's like, if your if you're left ear is pierced, that means you're he he's gay but if your right ear is pierced that means you're str- who's left who's right i don't know what <laughs> 80s kids you know what we're talking about anyone else is probably like, what the fuck is that yeah that's true yeah when we were growing up it was like it was like a fucking yellow carnation weird nonsense yes. where it, it just like if you pierced one of your ears a certain ear it according meant you were- to according to basically my sixth grade class yeah like, exactly yeah yeah to be fair you were gay for all sorts yeah, exactly. of other reasons. Yeah. If you, uh, if you I have a, a, I um, went to bus in public school in the eighties. You were gay if you wore a hat or if you didn't wear a hat. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> if you had that little loop on the back of your shirt that could oh, yeah. uh, hang. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> um. Is there anything else you'd like to share about our no, trip? No. Were there? Uh, yeah. So yeah. By the end of the day, you, have, you no matter where you were, you had that backpack on your front like you were expecting. Oh, that was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And then another one. I went, but so I put Odie on my shoulders, carrying Odie around, and at some point the guard walks up, and I'm just like, let me guess. And then he's like, you can't have a kid on your shoulders. I'm like, fuck? get the fuck out of here, right? Ugh. Like in case he does what? This is the safest place for him to be. Yeah, it yeah. is. I guess um, they didn't want him to get knocked unconscious in a doorway. And then at some point we went down to like you're a dad, you know, to watch out for doorways. I don't know. He is running around. Maybe you're some weird uncle. Who who knows? Who knows? Maybe they don't like kids having fun in a museum. Ah, this whole stupid town. Jerks. Jerks. Um, No, the only other thing is that I eventually what I decided to do is I 
I was like, you know what? We're outside. It's nice. We're with the family. Let me let the kids just do what the kids want to do. So I gave Rex my phone and let him hunt Pokemon. And I let Odie chase ducks around a pond for half an hour with some other, like, five-year-old that he ran into. And then Ajax and I went and looked at it, yeah. which was really and you know lovely. And I just watched my kids spaz out and run around. It was yeah. really nice. And it was, mostly, like, it was mostly Ajax just being like, wow, that looks really real. And me trying to be like, yes, but look at the shading and the perspective and uh, the way the light hits. <laughs> and, and then what happened to Ajax? Being fucking too intense about looking at art with a kid. But then Ajax came home and tr- painted an absolutely beautiful picture. That's true. Bomba's mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you're also giving to someone in need. Bombas designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a luxuriously cozy feel. Plus, they're made from super soft materials like merino wool, pima cotton, and even cashmere, which makes them the perfect cozy layers. There's a pair of Bomba socks for everything you do. They come in tons of options like comfy performance styles for every sport and activity that keeps you moving. Bomba's t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and the perfect weight so they hang just right. And Bomba's underwear has a barely there feel with a second skin support that might even make you forget they're even there in a good way. And did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters? That's why Bombas donates one for every item that you buy. Go to bombas.com WMD and get 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas, B-O-M-B-A-S, dot com slash WMD for 20% off. Bombas.com slash WMD. 2020 was a real doozy. And if you're anything like everyone else, you might be feeling like it's time to get some help and talk with someone. Better help is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. I don't know anyone who isn't struggling right now, and it doesn't hurt to reach out for help. You deserve to feel happy. So what is therapy exactly? Well, it's whatever you want it to be. You can get help with motivation, depression, anxiety. Maybe you're having anger issues, stress, dealing with insecurity in relationships or at work. Maybe difficulties with your romantic relationships or your kids. Whatever you need. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. I tried it out and I was amazed at how easy it was to find a therapist and I was really impressed by how quickly they reached out to me. So join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. You got to put your oxygen mask on first before you can help everyone else. So for Why Mommy Drinks listeners, BetterHelp is going to give you 10% off your first month if you go to betterhelp.com slash drinks. So again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash drinks. And let's slide into 2021 feeling strong, happy, and healthy. So Ari, I would like to share now a story uh, that I shared on an episode that actually never aired because the guests in that episode realized later that it probably wasn't good for their brand to be on a a drunken mom podcast essentially so um it, it, if anyone listening out there it's nothing is better for your brand than being on this podcast right yes so i i shared this story and i thought it was a really fun episode and uh and i'd like to share this story with you all because it was something that ari and i went through and and it was a, a funny and strange experience so Please take a listen now to this uh, story that I shared on an episode that will never air. Don't worry. You don't know who these people are that are my guests. You will never know who they are. It's a secret. Um, But you could just call them Emily and Melissa. (laughs) What? (laughs) Is that their name? Yes. Okay. I don't think that's how. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) 
let me let me tell y'all what has um broken me recently. It's it's sort of a, a two for one um, because as our dear listener knows, we've been having some issues. Our 11 year old is um, he's always been super extra, and as he has been uh, beginning his foray into puberty, uh, it's been extra extra Ugh. in terms of. Just volatility and mood swings, and dude, he is just on the rag twenty four seven. So, um, uh, so he is um, giving us lots of issues, and sometimes it gets really out of hand. Like sometimes it, it gets he's sometimes he'll hit my husband, or um, you know Ugh. he he gets physically like it's like a tantrum almost, and it's like geez. So in those moments, that's when I retire to my room and I Google, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, boarding schools for sixth graders and, uh, you know, symptoms. I'm just like, what the fuck is boarding this? Boarding schools for moms. Yeah. Boarding <laughs> Why don't we start moms? that? Yeah. This is what I need to Why find out that? <laughs> from, from Amanda Allen's uh, husband, what a silent retreat is and how can I sign up yeah. for it? <laughs> So uh, one of the things that I came across was this this uh, particular um, like therapist in Idaho who does this program. And it's like um, it's like a program where, you know, they, they work with families. They work with the kid. It's it's a little nanny nine one one or whatever, um, and they do an in home program. But they're like, oh, but also we do like just a parenting class, and it's like a two mm. two class sort of weekend um, workshop intensive. And I was like, I am so very desperate that, like I said, I would like to ship my eleven year old off to a facility. So let's at the very least do this. Um, you know, workshop. And, um, and my husband's like, okay, great. He signed us up. So, so first of all, this workshop is, uh, she only offers it every few months. So when, when it's available, you just have to kind of take what she's got. Cause otherwise you're going to wait, you know, until I'll have to wait till February to do the next one. So first of all, it's in mountain time, um, which means that uh, the most well, inconvenient time, I'd just like to say. <laughs> so the first workshop happened it was something stupid, like uh, it started at like two or three p. Oh, we thought it started at two. It started at four p.m. So it was just like, ugh. Okay, we still don't know what time it was. Yes, I still don't know <laughs> because we showed up an hour early, and then we were like, "Where is everybody?" <laughs> and then we're like, "We're grown ups. Maybe we should look up." what the time difference is and we're idiots and it was just now so we're an hour early like dum dums um okay so we so we show up for this workshop they send us this folder okay there's a this folder here i'll show it to you so this like folder gets fedex to our house and it's full oh, of shit. like all sorts of you know and oh, my like, god divider and no i mean i'm like great We've got we've got a plan here. This is a very organized situation. You know, I say this all the time, but I'm a Virgo. I'm a firstborn. I'm I'm here for it. I love organization. I love a plan. Love a plan. Yes. Yeah, so I was like, this is great. There's a plan here. We're just going to go through Somebody this. Somebody knows what they're doing. Oh, That's great. Yes. We'll know what we're doing. We've got bullet points. We've got directives. We've got mantras. Okay. And she's like, don't even bother looking at it beforehand. Um, we'll just go over it, you know, in the workshop. Great. So so we start the workshop. Let's say it starts at four. <laughs> can't remember. And <laughs> she's like, why don't you all go around and just say where you are? Because not everyone here is from the Idaho area whatever the fucking area they're in the mountain time the region idaho. the mountain time the idaho area is a huge Sorry, state. idaho people Sorry. <laughs> um they're I, so apparently they're all like in some some town um together they all live in like the same town i was like, like oh. everyone but you is together well it seemed that way and then there was like a handful of people that weren't oh wow all right. so and it's not a huge workshop there's probably like does this town have the best behaved children in America? 
It's funny you should ask, Melissa. I think there might be something wrong with the <laughs> water in this town because, okay. So we go around the, the, the room, the virtual room, Zoom room, and it's like, oh, you know, I'm Betsy and Ari. We, ha- you know, we have a five-year-old, a nine-year-old, an 11-year-old. We're, we're struggling with our 11-year-old. We're in Los Angeles. All right. And but then everyone else is like, um, okay, first of all, I want to say, like, these people are in the shit. Uh, I want to convey all of my love and grace and and understanding to them. Um, But essentially, each person was like, um, I'm trying to think of how best to describe that. So it would be like, I'm so hi, I'm I'm you know, Mabel, and this is my husband, Frank. We have four kids. Um two of them um are my brothers, who is a math head, and we have um uh like uh, custody of them now, and so they saw some really messed up things and had to be you know, rescued from a meth oh house. God. And and then also we have uh, three other foster children. And it was just like, whoa. And and they'd be like, and then, um, and my brother's kids uh, tried to kill us a few times. And um, so we're just like a little <laughs> worried. A lot of things into perspective. Yes. So <laughs> it really put things into perspective, first of all. You're like, oh. You're like, oh, and my kid sometimes hits my husband. <laughs> Like, um, he's disrespectful. Uh-oh. And they're like with a shovel, and you're like, no, 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 no. With his hand lightly, just to test just, boundaries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're just so, testing, no, no, still just the hand. Yeah. Right away, we're like, oh, okay. These people are really in trouble, and we are like weird interlopers. Um. And oh my god! <laughs> but also on top of it, so we we get like an hour in to the first session, and we still haven't cracked this folder, <laughs> and everyone is still telling like really just these tragic stories about what's going on in their homes and about the their children and these terrible things that have either befallen these children before they came to their house, you know, in other situations and how that manifests itself in these awful ways now in their homes, which again, dear listener is not to say that anyone who's experienced tragedy is going to fucking go bonkatron. It just means that's what was going on in in their, in their houses. Um, And you did get a sense that like the opioid, uh, like opioids and meth were like a huge part of it. Um, and just sort of how these kids came to their homes and, and how oh, they had experienced a lot of trauma. I mean, God bless the people that want to help them though. Honestly. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. These yeah. people are fucking saints. And the sad yeah. thing is none of them think they are. They all feel like they're failing. They all are so tired. Oh they are. None of them are getting their needs met. None of them have like social programs in Idaho that are Ugh. helping them. And um, it was r- very eye opening and and sad. Um, but also. I was like, we paid $200 to learn some shit and we ain't learning anything. So, all you've learned is about the meth crisis yes, in, in I've Idaho. Learned, <laughs> I've learned a lot about meth crisis. I've learned a little bit about the Idaho point of view. Um, and and uh, we have not cracked this folder. We are st- st- so two hours in. Okay, so we're like an hour and a half in. At some point, another. Wait, how many hours a day is this? It's like uh, four hours. It's like a four-hour okay, workshop. Total. No, no, no. It's okay. an eight-hour oh, workshop split into two. Okay. Wow, okay. that's a lot. That's a that's a that's a workshop. Well, it's. A I mean, big, there's a lot of bullets. It's a big folder. Yeah, we had a lot to go through. I thought. So, um. So yeah, like an hour and a half into the first session, uh, this one woman, uh, she's like, "Hey, just um, are we? Is there? Did you? 
are we in this folder somewhere? And I just <coughs> didn't hear you say where we are, are at. And she's like, oh, no, we ha- we're going to get to it. We haven't gotten to it yet. We're just, you know, we're, fi- we're essentially she's like, we're just getting the lay of the land. And also the woman running this like doesn't really run it. So people are just monologuing and it just these oh, kind no. of primal screams for help. These people need to go. They need a therapist. They need someone to just hear them. Right. And But so they're in this what I thought was a parenting class, which has now become just group therapy. We have paid a bunch of money to just be present for someone else's group therapy, um, which I guess, you know, is what they need. And they certainly needed it more than we did. So, but it was also frustrating because I thought we were going to learn some shit and there's like uh, this folder and it looks like really good, helpful stuff. So we get to the end of this, uh, <laughs> sorry. So we get, it's like, th- so out of a four, four hour thing for the first day, we get like three hours and 45 minutes into it. And then the woman is like, so, um, you open up. And so then she's like, open it up to this thing. And, um, she's like, oh my God. I I can't find it in the folder, but essentially she's like, so the way this program works is that for 30 days, your kid won't have a phone or TV and they have to be within three feet of you. All right. We'll see you next. uh, We'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) We were like, what? what? (laughs) So that was when we realized not only do these people have a much bigger deal going on, but we have somehow enrolled ourselves into some sort of like fucking maury povich like like montel williams boot camp for like lord of the flies kind of crazy so many the list of questions i have based on what you just said is could fill this room i'm in i mean here is it religious within three feet of you for 30 days it's essentially a deprogramming Um, except for when you go to the bathroom and even then they, I think need to be oh, like outside the door or you need to like pass them off to another grown up. So. But you didn't know that this was not in the folder. Oh, cause no, you weren't allowed to look not, in the folder. No, they were you just like, look in the folder. these kids have problems. We are going to help you. And then we were like, our kid has a, has problems. Our family is a mess. Like we need help. So. But they should lead with that. <laughs> Like you would think. Well, instead, we just led with three hours and 45 minutes of listening to Sandra talk about, you know, how her it's like foster when they try kid to loop you in a tried to murder share, her. And you're what? already broken by the end. It's like when they try to loop you into a timeshare and you sit there for like four hours and then and then at the end, they're like, OK, you owe $600,000 for the next 40 years. Thanks. Bye. It's like the same. It's like they kind of like break you. Yes. Over four hours. It's also and then you're kind like, of okay. unfair to the people who like actually really need what you're there for because you're like taking up space in this class where obviously there's a real problem in this community. Yeah. Yeah. After after we did it the other day, we we got an email and that was and it was like the woman who ran the pro so like whoever her assistant is emailed, but she's like, the woman who runs the program thinks you would really benefit from an in-home program where she comes to your house and does this blah blah blah. And I was like, how the fuck does she know anything about us? We said hello and that was the only time we ever interacted with her. Okay, so the next day, uh we have you classes. Dude. Okay. <laughs> All right. Listeners know I don't quit shit. So if I'm doing something, <laughs> I I, you, I tend to see it to the end, even when every sign says, no, Betsy, stop, quit. I'm like, well, I'm going to get something out of this. <sighs> and also. Oh, yeah, I'm not fucked up your family. is. <laughs> Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping to help our family. I we again, we paid 200 bucks to be part of this. And so I was like, well, surely the second session isn't going to just be a fucking group therapy like cry for help again cuz right? No, wrong. Okay, so the second day we show up 7 a.m. on a Saturday. Um and it, it, we get there, we're like, Ugh. we get there already. People are like, and also then he, <laughs> like, 
<laughs> trying to smother my dog and you know just like not really but like like that um just like crazy shit uh we had to take all the doors off all of the 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 uh, yeah. door hinges because everyone slammed them and because they were going in there and vaping and just like everything's fucking way out of control um and uh, these these poor people uh. these poor people like just shit's fucking crazy for these poor people um and um and and then there's us interlopers which every now and then we just are like what if we just said okay but like my son is really disrespectful and like just see what happens and you know i'm sure everyone will be like what the fuck um so so we pretty much never open that folder and so we were supposed to do that 7 8 9 10 11 okay so so we were supposed to do that from 7 to 11 a.m. And I think around 9, 9.30, we realized this is exactly what's happening, what happened the day before. And what we realized was that this was um, being used as group therapy, but also the woman who, which was not the purpose, and the woman running it was essentially using it as a long-form infomercial for this in-home, like, program right. that she does where she comes to your right. house and is just like here's how we're gonna fix this but what if you open the folder and it was just a bunch of takeout menus <laughs> like what if like they're like don't open it do not open it and then you open it and it's like every takeout restaurant in Cordelline. <laughs> the <laughs> menus were good i'd maybe it would be worth it <laughs> yeah so that we was the actual advice don't mm -hmm. cook just get takeout for 30 days with the time that we had set aside for the rest of the program, he and I, uh, Ari and I just went through the folder and we went through like half of it and it was really good and it had lots of really good um, advice. But yes, the thing that the they were selling us on was real extreme. Um, and The timeshare, um, as Emily yeah, pointed the out. The timeshare element. Um, but I do love that she like really kind of <laughs> just yeah it's just like and it's and it's sixty thousand dollars and then you have to come to the timeshare every other weekend goodbye um like she really dropped that on That's us so effed like it really is i mean forget about for you right like you don't need that and but the people so whole, desperate the people, right it's so fucked up and then yeah. we expose them? Here. No, because you got good stuff out of the folder. Let's not go there. Right? Yeah, we got stuff. But... We got good stuff out of the folder. And in true Ari and Betsy fashion, we looked at half of it. We were really committed, and then we have never gone back to it. <sighs> but yeah, so that's what broke me. That was so fucking stupid. <laughs> we tried. I'm so sorry. Like everyone says, like write it on my tombstone. I tried. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy, what a story that was. <laughs> uh, full disclosure, we couldn't get it to play, so uh, Ari has not listened to it, and uh, and it's been months since I have. But I, I bet it was a great story. I bet it was really It good. was a wild experience because I, it did put into perspective. I was like, oh, we don't have it that bad. That bad. It's at actually all. fine. It's fine. fine. We are fine. It's a a shit show a lot of the time, but but you know, it helps remind, which is kind of the grounding um, principle of the podcast, right? Which is like, yeah, it's a shit mm -hmm. show, but it's fine. It's good. We're great. We're great. You're doing fine. You're doing, You're doing great. fine. Government's not. Eh, it's probably fine. You know. Yeah, it's probably fine. So we're gonna read some emails now, and uh, this first one is from our listener Brittany. I just started listening to the podcast and started old to new. So I'm not sure. Can you do it in Britney's voice, though? I see this is Britney Spears. Yeah, this is Britney Spears. Okay, okay, great. Oh, my God. What? Sorry. Oh, my God. What is happening? All right. So I'm not sure if this is still an active email, but worth a shot because I have some stories. I am raising an 11-year-old an girl, bonus daughter, nine, almost 10-year-old girl, Four, almost five-year-old boy. I just know numbers work, lady. <laughs> oh, God bless. Five I love was four Brittany. last year. 
Brittany is from the school of uh, the Amanda Allen school of thought, which is. Uh, I am 16 going on 17. <laughs> All right. Uh, there's a lot of haves and almosts. Okay. So I'm just going to take those part out because I, my brain can't work that way. I don't hear it. it my brain doesn't no, work. I hear it's like when you, in the, the Tompkins Square dog park where they were like, this is my dog. She's 57 weeks old. You're like, just stop it. Tell me what old the thing is. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I am raising an 11 year old girl. That's mm-hmm. her bonus daughter. Nine year old girl, four year old boy. And a 10-month-old girl. Yes, you read that right. Five kids. Oh, my God. It sounded like 10 the first time. One, two, three, four. That sounds like four kids. (laughs) Wait a second. Are you counting the... Okay, raising an 11-year-old girl. Yeah. One. One. A nine-year-old girl. Two. Two. Four-year-old boy. Three. Three. And a 10-month-old girl. I love it. I, she says you read that right. <laughs> I think Girl, we read that you right. You know what? You know what? There are so many fucking kids, and they're almost so all sorts of ages. Also, she uh, can't keep them straight. Also, Brittany, do you know where all your kids are? <laughs> Just do a, do a quick head count. <laughs> Because one is missing from this email. I swear to God, I think all this almost ten, almost five shit got her all confused. But all, but one's missing. She's missing one of her kids. I know there are five kids. She can't. She, I just, I know. Look, look I get can't. it. I get it. I get it. She's overwhelmed. That's fine. It's oh, fine. But, oh I just God. love that she said yes. You read that right. <laughs> so funny, Brittany. All right. Yes, you read that right. No. Yeah. Nope, you didn't. <laughs> five kids plus my husband <laughs> going on six, six. <laughs> going on six kids and my husband going on 45 all right uh plus my husband i could go on days on for days about crazy life stories raising these animal children but the one day that truly broke me one month and four days after our youngest was born the stomach flu hit the house for the very first time oof My oldest really never threw up. Once in a blue moon, she's like me. We just don't get the flu. So when my four-year-old got it, it was so bad. He threw up a couple times an hour. He was very good at making it into his sick pan, but missed sometimes. Well, then I guess he's not very good at it. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he's average. (laughs) We are just ragging up poor Brittany. Okay. This poor woman. She's got uh, enough to worry about. She's she got, got so much. And then missing. these two clowns making fun of her. Yeah, she's got a kid missing. All right. Um, and couldn't uh, and couldn't make it to the toilet sometimes when he had to poop. I, it seemed to last about 12 hours. Okay, phew. Oh Honestly, wasn't too bad. But I also had a two-year-old to handle and a newborn. Wait, head count. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I don't know. I'm already lost. Still seems like four. I am 16 going on four and I have 12 children. What is happening? Um, okay. Where have they gone? They've crept out the window. We'll never see them again. <laughs> uh, okay. It, I also had a two-year-old to handle and a newborn. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. There's a newborn. Yep. There's a two-year-old. There's this the four-year-old boy. Yes, that's the boy. There's an older, older one, one who she refers to as like herself. So I think what happened is... She's the fifth kid? There's... The 13th ghost is you? Wait, that's the nine-year-old. She's the... There's another kid between the four-year-old boy and the 10-month-old girl. Oh, that must be Bruno. <laughs> We don't talk about Bruno. No, that's our psychic baby, and we don't talk about that psychic baby. <laughs> they always are ruining weddings and telling us about... <laughs> All right. Um, okay. But I had a two-year-old to handle and a newborn. Bonus daughter was at her mom's when my husband got home. It was what I thought was the end. I was complaining about my day and telling him I need to take a moment to myself. I told him that the two-year-old was fine, and... In the middle of telling him how everyone was, 
the two-year-old started vomiting. Oh, no. But he hasn't ever vomited before. He's a boy? Okay. I'm so confused. So he just stood there and let the vomit come oh, out. The first he, time a kid vomits, so they're so weird. surprised. They're so betrayed by their own oh, bodies. Yeah. It's so crazy to oh, watch. Yeah. I'll never forget seeing Rex throw up for the very first time. Yeah, I can picture it He was like it a too. soft serve ice cream machine. Ugh. And he was so confused. Just like, he, it was like... um. You know when a magician has like streamers coming out of their mouth and they act all surprised? <laughs> he was like that, but like actually surprised. Yes. What? what? There's more streamers? <laughs> but it's but it's vomit. Okay. He let the vomit. <laughs> so he just stood there and let the vomit come out while keeping his head still. So some of it was just sitting it in his mouth. Actually, oh. a lot of it. I was yelling to put his head down. Uh, and my husband was trying to maneuver his head down and he was fighting it. Oh, dear. So what felt like a full minute, he just stood there with a mouthful of vomit oh. crying. Oh, oh baby. Buddy. Once we cleared out his mouth, my husband had a superhero moment and took the baby from me and said, go outside, take a shot or two, smoke a cigarette or two. I got this. Take a moment. <laughs> Oh, that's a good man. Good man. I went outside and probably got drunk within 20 minutes. I was so over it. Hey, hey, Brittany, way to run with the ball. Like, have a shot or two. She's like, no, no, I'm going to get hammered. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a horrible, horrible 12 hours where she's cleaning up shit and vomit. And oh, no. And there's a baby and there's two toddlers. No, don't get me wrong. No judgment. Get after it. And her kid is missing? I don't know. <laughs> it's a hard day. Look, she's it's a lot hard going time. On. It's a lot going on. A lot going on. Uh, but that's a that's a good husband moment. And yes, way to take that ball and run with it. I say, good for you. Yes. All right. Uh, I called my best friend crying. It was so bad. And every time the two-year-old threw up after that, it was the same. It was only... Oh, no. This was only 12 hours into it. I had no idea that it would last almost two weeks. Oh, no. At one point, my four-year-old was laying on his belly on the couch in just his underwear and said, "Uh, I have to poop and just pooped in his pants because he was so sick. He literally couldn't move. Oh, dear. That broke my heart. And I started watching him for dehydration signs. He got better within about 48 hours and the two-year-old quit throwing up in that time but oh my god the liquid shit for him lasted two weeks and the second time i completely broke during that i was cleaning and i god bless and i saw something behind our recliner and i was like who shit asking the dogs i was worried one of them were sick then I saw more and i realized there was a trail oh no i follow it I follow it freaking out, and I find my two-year-old hiding behind the couch, complete liquid diarrhea, covering his legs and up his back. I just couldn't. I went and I yelled for my husband, then video recorded the trail until he came in. Not my proudest moment, but I'll share it with you if you want. Oh, God bless you, Brittany. I don't want to see that. And I asked him, do you want to clip clean the shit or the baby he chose the shit <gasps> i think that's a good, good oh here. yeah I, I think that's better he's like go to the garage smoke these five cigars <laughs> <laughs> and shotgun this tall boy to <laughs> do this eight ball <laughs> he chose the Licked shit because shit on a human creeps him out oh gosh he has okay. he has a hundred children though well after everything was cleaned up i cried yeah you did why because is something bothering you because this was a week into the sickness he was acting fine he couldn't stop with the liquid shits it was hell oh and i was breastfeeding full time as at this time as well substituting with formula when needed at a girl the two-year-old is now three He is snoring in my bed with a sick pan between us, and he is very good at getting vomit in a pan now. He will lean forward and throw up with his eyes on the TV. Wow, what a pro. uh, This is now his second time with the flu, and he's acting like a pro, not even phased. By the way, I love that Brittany and I are like, he's a pro. Who are these professional vomiters? Oh, right? Um... All, who's paying them? This is some <laughs> weird squid game shit. <laughs> All right. 
Also, why not make this even longer? I told my husband I was writing this email and he said, and all hell broke loose after my superhero moment. Just don't remember what happened. You, you read that right. What? <laughs> <laughs> and then she writes, I was drunk, lol. All right. Uh, like just now? Just now. <laughs> So he should email you about that. Or maybe we should start our own podcast. Lol. Oh, my God, Brandy. Ah. Thank you so much for that beautiful you, email. That is a shit show. And I'm sorry for teasing you. Yeah. Um. All right, everyone. Well, um, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, and, I, you know, if you find yourself... Living in a shit-strewn flu bunker mm-hmm. for two weeks at a time. Or if you find yourself having to take an expensive and many hours long parenting class just to figure out that everything is fine, just know that you are doing a great job. My mommy drinks. I'm Brian Husky. I'm bald. And I'm Charlie Sanders, and I'm also bald. And we host Bald Talk on the Campfire Media Network. Bald Talk is the podcast where two bald comedians talk to anyone bald about being bald. But this show isn't just for baldies, Brian. Harrow's will love it, too. Bald Talk gets into vulnerability, vanity, insecurity, and self-acceptance, reminding us that we all have our respective bald spots. Not that bald spots are a bad thing. No way. I mean, my entire head is one big bald spot. It is one huge, beautiful bald spot, Charlie. Get Bald Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, I I have like a little bit of hair, but not like you. Like you're really bald. I'm truly bald. Great. I mean, it's I'm great. balder than it. you. <laughs> you are balder than me. Only on Bald Talk. Campfire. <laughs>